Welcome to Talking the Talk, Healthy Sexuality Conversations. I'm Vanessa Hamilton. This is the podcast that is going to encourage and support you to be the main sex and sexuality educator for your child. Do you want to feel confident and comfortable to have healthy and positive conversations about sex and sexuality with children so that you will be the first person who educates them about each topic? This podcast will provide you with surprisingly simple and effective actionable tips to clear the fears and uncertainty around essential sexuality conversations with kids. Each episode, I'll answer questions from parents and cover a variety of different topics. As a bonus, you might just get that sexuality education you missed out on when you were growing up. So as my tagline says, let's get started. It's easier than you think. Just a word of warning regarding the content. This podcast is not suitable for children. At times, it may contain explicit themes, including sexual themes, sexual abuse and other adult conversations. Mostly, it'll be fun, informative and insightful, but at the same time, please be sure to pause and take a breather or check in with your usual supports if any sensitive content brings up difficult thoughts or feelings for you. One of the benefits of writing a guide for parents about how to have sexuality conversations with kids was highlighting the really top tips, um, the key principles that um, underpin really all the conversations we have. So I've come up with 20 and they, sh- they show through throughout uh, the writing of, of the resource. So I'll just list them quickly, the 20, my 20 all-time top tips, and then expand on them a bit further. So as I'm reading them out, have a think about whether they resonate with you and whether they're part of your sexuality conversations with kids. So number one, make sure you have them, many of them. Number two, be the first person to explain each topic to your child. Next, remember it's mostly not about sex. Keep calm and composed. Number five, my favourite, excuse the pun, strip back your own personal layers in your mind of sex stuff. Be the askable and tellable parent they need. Be sexuality positive. Sexual health, safety and well-being is one of your key responsibilities as a parent. Keep it simple but accurate. accurate. Frame your family discussions. Number 11, talk in the car or doing dishes. Buy yourself some time when faced with a challenging question. Expect sexuality – I'll say that again. Expect sexuality conversations. Practice, practice, practice. Number 15, use teachable moments. They are everywhere. What about this one? Use teachable moments to lead to teachable statements. Pick your battles. You can't call out everything. Number 18, be honest. Number 19, it's actually okay not to answer. Number 20, don't stop parenting too early. Our kids need us. So I'll just go over those top 20 tips um, in a bit more detail that I've uh, listed in the parent guide. So number one, make sure you have the conversations. (laughs) Generally, you won't give your child too much information. They'll tune out if they're not ready. Use teachable moments. They are everywhere to get started or buy a book as a prop. Remember, this is not just one big talk. So it's never the talk. It's many, many, many little conversations and statements of information and most of them have nothing to do with sex. So make sure you have the conversations. Be the first person to explain each topic to your child. So you know that's my main aim for writing the, par- the guide for parents is to ensure that you are the per- first person who has these conversations about each topic with your child. 
The measure of how much information you need to give yourself is who do you want to be the first person who tells them about each topic of sex and sexuality? And then hopefully you say that's you. And then you need to think about when do you need to get in first to have that conversation in order for it to be you. So when do you need to get in first with the conversation and cover it before they hear it from someone else, like other kids, other adults or something else like media, internet or advertising? And of course that will change with age. So if your kids have access to older cousins, then you might need to start some conversations a bit earlier, for example. Number three, remember it's mostly not about sex. People who have been to my presentations will hear this time and time again that I really don't like this word sex. I think we should scrap it. It's very unhelpful because you're actually teaching your child about human sexuality, which is really broad. When we hear the word sex, most people think of, in general broad terms, the act of heterosexual penis, vagina, intercourse or being male or female. So that limits us when we're thinking about um, human sexuality because sex means more than just those two things. And it means different things for different people. So in reality, this is such a small component of human sexuality, these two concepts of sex, yet it is often the biggest barrier that prevents conversations even getting started. So I really don't even like us calling it sex ed because people think of those two themes. Um, so think more broadly. Human sexuality and the conversations you need to have, and don't let me, let me put you off um, having the conversations when I list all these things about human sexuality, but these are the respons- it's your responsible for having these conversations with your kids and they include sexual health, body safety, naming body parts, healthy and respectful relationships, consent, personal hygiene, reproduction of the human species, values, society expectations and norms, sexual identity, sexual expression, sexual orientation, sexual diversity, media and technology, especially literacy of that, communication, self-esteem, body image, and most importantly, pleasure and positivity, just to name a few. So as you can see, it's hardly got anything to do with the word sex. Keep calm and composed. Your tone of voice is more important than the words you say. Don't be too serious, especially with the older kids. Keeping the lines of communication open is actually more important than teaching um, at every lesson or every opportunity. Even if you're shocked or possibly angry at something you've seen or a statement that's come up from the kids, it's important to put up uh, to not put up barriers to these conversations. Try to respond positively. I've put a guide in the book about how to respond. It's, it's an acronym for you to think of. It's a pink acronym. It's also okay to say you're a bit embarrassed or shocked because you're not used to it and no one ever spoke to you about it when you were young, but you don't want that to happen for them. So just say to them, just bear with me while I try and work out the best way to explain this to you and why I felt like that and why I reacted. The benefits for your child far outweigh your discomfort. So number five, strip back your own personal layers in your mind of sex stuff. So every adult needs to move aside their adult versions of um, layer upon layer in their mind of past sexual journey, experiences, thoughts, good bits, bad bits, especially if they give you a negative attitude towards sex and sexuality. So we've got layers and layers there. Strip these back, excuse the pun again, they're not relevant or useful to the simple questions your children are asking or simple versions of information that you need to give them. Remember, children's questions are simply are simple and they're not sexual, they do not experience sexual desire and intent. That's pre-puberty. Number six, so important, be the askable and the tellable parent they need. Give limitless permission for kids to ask you anything and you need to explicitly say that to them. You know, provide encouragement of questions so they know you are their rock to go home to and you can ask them anything and they will not get in trouble or be shamed. 
your ki- so you could say to them, you kids can ask us anything, even if you think it's rude or offensive or a swear word, you will not get in trouble. We would rather that you ask us. Number seven, be sexuality positive. You will be the askable parent they need if you are sexuality positive. Have a positive and open attitude towards human sexuality rather than being focused on the fear and danger approach. It's essential and that fear and danger approach is often what we were brought up with. So always approach sexuality discussions with positive attitude and outlook. If you're having difficulty embracing this positivity, I recommend you do a bit of reading and research and homework and soul searching yourself. So the next one, sexual health, safety and well-being is one of your key responsibilities as a parent, just as important as teaching and preparing them for all the other health and safety aspects of their life, such as, you know, safety in water and how to swim, how to eat and make good choices about being healthy as far as food, road safety, and riding a bike, all those sorts of things. Sex and sexuality are, I would say, even more important. Next one, number nine, keep it simple but accurate. Use the proper names for body parts. It's okay to have family names, but um, they really do need to know the accurate names of their body parts because after all, they're just body parts. Accurate descriptions of the different types of intimate experiences that humans can experience. Tell the truth. Information is empowering. Remember, education is not permission and it's not harmful, especially when you add in your family values and expectations along the way. So keeping it simple but accurate, um, it's important to remember that learning about sex and human sexuality is not dangerous, disgusting, shameful or taboo. On the contrary, evidence clearly shows that kids make better decisions and are healthier and happier in throughout their journey in life when they've had many open positive conversations with their parents and other adults such as teachers and doctors. You won't give them too much information. Kids will just tune out. So one way to keep it simple but accurate is this description. You could say sex is an unhelpful word because it has so many different meanings to different people. There are many ways that people have pleasurable, feel-good, intimate encounters, sometimes using their mouths on all body parts, sometimes touching or rubbing other each other's genitals or private parts. It's all about what feels good for each person and that involves lots of discussion and checking in with each other. That was just one little example of explaining um, the word sex. Um, in within the guide, I've given uh, a few pages on actual script ideas, different uh, language to use to explain different words. That was just one example. Number 10, frame your family discussions. Sort of outline the parameters of your family discussions. Make sure the kids know that home is a safe place for any questions and discussion. Explain to them that not all families are as safe and open about discussions and it's not their job to teach the other kids. It's the It's the other adult's job. So you could say this is not a public topic um, and so not really one to openly discuss at school, especially as some kids' parents haven't talked to them um, about it yet. But we are open and you can talk about anything in our household, but it's not your job to teach the other kids. Uh, more top tips about healthy conversations, talk in the car or doing dishes. It's a less embarrassing situation for both of you as you're facing away from each other and facing forward. Also in the car, they're a captive audience, locked in, can't get away. Um, and it can be, you know, those situations when the 15-year-old says, oh, I know it all, you don't have to tell me. It's a perfect time in the car to say, look, you know, um, I know you don't want to hear this from me and I know it might feel embarrassing, but I just need 10 minutes of your time to tell you something that's really relevant, important that we want you to know. Um, and you don't have to answer, but I just want to let you know. And then you can just talk. Even if you don't get a response back, at least they're listening. Number 12, buy yourself some time when faced with a challenging question. So buy yourself some time and valuable insight while you're having a little panic on the inside. 
positively reinforce that it was good that they asked, then ask them what they already know when a question comes up. So here's um, some examples I've taken from the guide. That's a great question. I'm glad you asked me that. How did you hear about it? Or thanks for asking me that question. Tell me what do you already know about it? Or that's a really important question. I'll just have a bit of a think about it. I'm glad you asked. What made you think about it? Next one, expect sexuality conversations. So this is one that I think we often forget about, that sexual development, sexuality development and behaviour is typical for children and to be expected. And there's a measure of what to expect at different ages and I've got that in other pages of the guide. There are different expectations for different ages and stages. It's really helpful um, if you're open to the idea that learning about human sexuality is learning about being human at any age. You can then expect that these topics and questions will come up And so when they do, you can respond positively and be that teachable parent. So practice, practice, practice. Knowing what to say can actually be really hard. But remember, you don't have to be perfect. Saying something is better than nothing. Say the words out loud to another adult. Many parents will say to me they've never said the word vagina to anyone. So for an example way of practicing, say vulva to yourself in the car when you see a Volvo car when you're driving be funny if the kids are in the car and you say why are you doing that talking about sexual and reproductive body parts and functions takes a bit of getting used to most parents have never had adequate sexuality education themselves it's a common thing for parents to come to me at the end of a parent session say that's the first sexuality education i've ever had do some reading about discussing sexuality with children find some language ideas that you're comfortable with some conversation starters i've got in the guide read up on what is appropriate for your children's age and stage So here's an example of a teachable moment. So they are everywhere, advertising billboards, advertising on radio and TV, radio announcers segments, catalogues, computer games. Listen to kids' popular culture songs in the car and call out the disrespectful lyrics on the radio when driving. So um, I've written an example in the in the book there, but essentially I went along the lines of um, we listened to two 15-year-olds in the car and I listened to my 15-year-old's playlist. I really enjoy it, great music choices. But um, one of the songs was the full version um, and I hadn't heard it before and the singer sang to a woman, I just effed two Bs before I saw you um, as a way of sort of trying to pick up the new woman. He was just talking about how he just effed two Bs. Uh, before he saw you so my son cringed when he knew I heard it because he knew I that um, that I'd respond and he was right because uh, I do use these as a teachable moments my jovial but semi-serious response complete with swear words was oh wow what an awesome bloke this singer is sarcastically what a twit advertising to the whole world is such a crap lover but think he's showing off about how many partners he has effed He doesn't even realise that people who have awesome experiences don't need to shout out and brag about their sexual encounters. They keep the awesome, amazing, equally pleasurable and share private activities to themselves because it's so special and connected. Bragging that you just F two Bs is just telling everyone that all you know how to do is F people. You don't respect. What a dickhead. Or along those words, I said, and we had a good laugh. Yes, mum, as the eyes rolled. I can't change the song lyrics, but I can call it out. What was that tip that I was – use teachable moments, they are everywhere. Um, and just back to that, use teachable moments are everywhere. I was talking about song lyrics but um, that's actually having com- conversations about um, internet pornography as well because a lot of those words are being used in a derogatory way towards women um, and so me calling it out there is a way for them to get that messaging when they see it in pornography. 
So use teachable moments to lead to teachable statements. So a short, accurate statement of information or of your values or expectations can be a great way to get a message across. You don't always have to have a two-way conversation with the child in order to educate your child. Even if they seem to be not interested or don't want to hear it from you, they are still listening. Say a statement when you get an opportunity and that can be enough. So here's an example. Oh, it's good to hear a condom ad on the radio. It's an important message for young people to know that a condom needs to be used every time someone has penetrative sex. Change the, the radio station and move on. Number 17, pick your battles. You can't call out everything. At the same time as utilising the many teachable moments, don't comment on every single thing or opportunity or you would be uh, talking all day about sex and sexuality opportunities. When you're going to send a message and, and um, talk about something, make it effective. So pick your battles. I have to let a lot of stuff go that I see around us all the time. But definitely use the moment when a good opportunity arises and everyone's in the mood to hear it. Like when you and the kids are calm and relaxed, when there is a vibe of open communication. For example, when they're happily playing their favourite game. This happened recently, the 13-year-old. Um, I was watching them play Fortnite and I said, oh, I love that the Fortnite outfits of the characters, um, they're so colourful and really well designed. Um, it's really good that they don't show cleavage and other sexualised curves like fake bums on the females. The female costumes just look as strong and as awesome as the males and a quite, a, quite a few of them have um, diverse expression as well. What, what, a great, um, what a great design, something along that line is what I said. Uh, and that engaged a conversation actually. Um, so that was a, a useful one and everyone was, wasn't expecting it but there's a few times when I do sort of sexuality messages and give myself a bit of a high five because the kids really didn't notice that I was, that I was doing the old uh, sexuality education. Number 18, we're nearly there, be honest. It's a good teaching opportunity to say that you are finding it difficult. The topic of sex and sexuality has been shrouded as a taboo topic for generations so to change this takes a lot of adjustment. Explain that in the past people have been discouraged to talk about it and that was seen as a bad thing to talk about it. But now we know the more we talk about these topics and understand what they are and that they're normal and awesome part of being human, the better experiences people have and the healthier and happier everyone can be. So just keep talking. It's a great role modelling that you can get through these difficult topics and they'll learn from you that they too can do it when they are learning to talk to partners in the future, for example, to say, you know, I don't have the perfect words but I'll have a go at what I want to say. And you can say, you can be so honest that you can say, no one ever spoke to me about this or I'm a bit shy and embarrassed. Bear with me while I find the best words to explain it to you. So number 19, it's okay not to answer. Don't rush the response if you're not sure about it. It's okay to say, oh, I really don't know what to, what to say or how to answer that. I'd like to look that up so I can answer it the best I can. I'll, I'll get back to you. Also test the waters, observe their reaction. Is it a good conversation time before expanding and adding more detail? Number 20, don't stop parenting too early. Our kids need our support, advice and listening skills on these topics, especially when they're navigating relationships well into their late teens and even early 20s. Don't withdraw too soon, uh, especially when um, they're learning from our sexualized society. And... Um, this section is at the end of the parent guide and it ends with a quote, a whole page there of my tagline and that is, let's get started, it's easier than you think. And that is probably one of the most important tips out of everything 
to do with healthy sexuation, sexu- healthy, se- healthy sexuality conversations with your kids, just get started. Thanks for being here. <laughs>